Welcome to episode 389 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're currently enjoying some limited cues of Corset 2021, or maybe you're all about that historic life, or maybe you're into standard, in which case, today's show is for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And yeah, like Megan said, we're going to talk all about standard and the subtle ways or not so subtle ways that it's shifting <laughs> with the release of M21 because subtle I'm all like about a bowling that ball. New... Yeah, well, that's what I've hoped for, actually, because I'm like, I want new stuff to play with. I want yeah. new toys. Crash into those pins. Knock them all down. Get a turkey. What's a turkey? Um, Three strikes in a row, right? Why are you asking me? <laughs> right. You know, I could Google what's a turkey, but I feel like my answer will not give me what I will need. Will not. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm. Did we say our names? I'm one of your hosts, Megan. We did already do that part, but I'll, I'll say it again. I'm Maria. <laughs> Just in case you weren't paying attention the first time. I have the window AC unit on in my apartment, but it is still quite warm, everybody. <laughs> It is still quite warm. I don't think that my brain is like quite, quite getting to it. I already told Maria this story, but um, I'm also a little tired because someone tried to break into our friend's apartment at 4.30 in the night last, 4.30 in the morning last night. So scary. Um, yeah. And he's a neighbor of mine. Um, and I had told him like someone had like tapped on his window a couple weeks ago and he like oh. texted me and was like oh, this happened and um I was like oh that's so spooky like you can legitimately call me next time and so sure enough he like called me because someone had this time tried to actually like reach through his window um and so I went over there did some scouting around I'm quite tired and warm so my brain not all the way there oh my gosh that's so spooky but he's okay yes. you're okay he's okay yeah and um, we have taken six steps to secure his window yes. from further yes. nighttime shenanigans. From, from further shenanigans. From further spooky shenanigans. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about standard today. And if we have time, we'll play some Flavor Text Theater with M21, which we haven't been able to do yet, which will be pretty fun. Um, but yeah. before Megan melts into a puddle on her floor. <laughs> yes. We're going to say thank you to everybody who is a supporter of the show over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It's just so wonderful to have our community with us every single week. We, we come here, we sit down, we turn on the camera and we're like, Hey, we've got you there to rely on as uh, as a source of, you know, keeping the show alive and being people we know support us and what we do, the work we do every single week. So thank you so much. If you get anything out of the show, please consider becoming a member. We've got memberships that start at five bucks a month, but you can donate mm -hmm. any amount and you get access to our discord server. So even just a buck a month or whatever, 50 cents, uh, you get to become uh, a member and access to our discord and other uh, super That's sweet right. benefits. And people over there are so wonderful. We they really are. We, we love everyone over there. It's a great place, our Discord. Um, so worth, you know, worth chipping in, if even just for a lovely, a lovely place to chat about magic and uh, ev literally everything else. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> it's not strictly magic. You want to show people photos of your pets because we all want to show people photos of our pets all the time. Like, great place to do it. Look at photos of other people's pets because you right. don't have a pet right now. Great place to do it. You could even draw a photo of a fake pet and put it in there and name it yes. and be like, this is my fantasy pet. And everyone would be really excited about it. If you could design your fantasy pet, Megan, what would it yep. look like? My cat. <laughs> People were so excited when Molly was our unexpected co-host a couple episodes ago. I know. She is my fantasy pet. She's great. Um, if I could give her little little dragon wings. Oh, that'd be so cute. Yes. I mean, I think the problem would be that she would like, as maybe some people know, she murdered a rabbit several summers ago. Yeah, she did. I, mm -hmm. I do worry for local wildlife if she also had the ability to fly. <laughs> she would be nature's greatest killing machine. She, I think she might be. Like, she might be too powerful. My cat <laughs> might be OP with wings. So... Um, but like she would be so cute with little like little dragon wings. I wouldn't be able oh, to handle it. I know. What about you? 
Oh, geez. I would definitely have some kind of like little goblin looking thing. I don't really mean like a magic <laughs> goblin. I mean more like a blob with small legs and arms. Eyes are that are like really a gremlin? Big. Yeah, more like a gremlin. More like, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, why can't I, uh, Salacious Crumb from Star Wars where he's like, <laughs> Jabba's little pet. That's who yeah. I want as my pet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I would also, my fantasy pet would maybe just be a raccoon. <laughs> As is. <laughs> yep, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> yep, like just... Just as it is. <laughs> Let us know what your fantasy pet would be. Uh, tweet at us at GLHF Magic with the hashtag fantasy pet and include a drawing if you want to be super cool. Yeah. And we might retweet some of them because this sounds like yeah. a fun challenge. It really does. Um, wait. What? Other people to thank. Card Kingdom. Wonderful sponsor of the show. Card Kingdom. I forgot that the fantasy pet talk was technically a tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about, about our Discord, which was part of a larger, large, larger, Megan's larger discussion about all of the wonderful people in the world, um, some of which are Card Kingdom. Um, Card Kingdom, a really fantastic sponsor. Great place to get all of your magic needs. Um, try, looking to play some Jumpstart coming up? Um, you're, oh, yeah. you're excited to shuffle together some decks and make some some really strange like tribal brews? Great place to go for it. Um, really lovely. Yeah. Great supporter of so many content creators out there in the magic community. Us among them, obviously. Really wonderful. Yeah. We love Card Kingdom, and I'm just looking at their website right now, and they've got uh, CK Drafts with Numat the Nummy, new draft yeah. videos every week on their YouTube channel with Kenji Igashira. So I'm, I love watching his draft videos. He's one of my favorite streamers and has been since the start of streaming magic, basically. <laughs> so super cool. Uh, he's a sponsored partner, too, and you can check out his drafts over on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk some M21 Standard. That's right. Uh, you know, luckily, M21 has actually shaken up the standard format. Some people were skeptical. Some people were suspicious. Some people were downright sad Sydneys about it. <laughs> you know my favorite SNL sketch, Sad Sydney? <laughs> sad Sydney. <laughs> What's the actual one that I'm looking for? Debbie Downer. Debbie Sauter, thank you. <laughs> but I, really I couldn't like remember it. Sad Sydney. It's like the Australian version. Yes. <laughs> well, of a my, Debbie Downer. Uh, well, we're not going to have any new decks in F21. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really offensive Australian accent. <laughs> that was more like Cockney. Somebody speaking in a Cockney accent who had just eaten an entire uh, salted nut roll. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, in my mind, they had, like, an entire bag's worth of chips, like, a famous Amos in their mouth. <laughs> I apologize to all of our Australian listeners. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, what were we saying? Yeah, it has shaken it up. Actually, there we have a mm -hmm. bunch of new decks to talk about, which is awesome because this doesn't happen with every core set. Um, no. And I just like some new stuff to play since we're inside stuck, you know, here all the time. Like, yeah, let's get some new cool stuff going on. So, um, yes. Uh, do you want to start of, off? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just that one of my favorite things that people are doing is um, taking Rotting Regisaur, and you <laughs> used to give it a giant flaming sword, but yep. now instead, um, it has a demonic embrace, so it gets plus three, plus one, and is flying. What are Great. you going to do about an enormous 10-7 flying dinosaur? I love it. Uh, this is yes. a mono black deck, right? Yes. It is like a mono black aggro deck. Um the one that I have seen the list actually of uh, was Frank Karsten tweeted a bunch of monocolored aggro decks that he was uh, ranking up with on Arena, and this was among them. This is so good. I can't actually believe that I haven't played with this deck yet. Maria, I honestly am shocked that you have not played this yet, as it seems right up your alley. Yeah, I, I love aggressive strategies, as you know, and I've been playing some mono deck black decks for a little bit, and adding Demonic Embrace is just so, not only is it funny, but also like swing for 10. Yes, I think I will. Yes. Um, um, 
obviously you have like all of the all of the classics of mono black aggro. Like you have gutter bones in here. You have Knight of the Ebon Legion. Um, in this case, you have some removal. You have like uh, eliminate. Oh uh, yeah, and great have, new removal spell. Mm-hmm. Rotting Regisaur, Blacklands Paragon, um, Wrinkle Master of Pranks, and Spawn of Mayhem in this version. I love it. The yeah. guttery buttery boy and me, best <laughs> friends forever. By the way, thank you again to whoever tweeted us the picture of gutter bones buttering a piece of toast. <laughs> oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was probably my favorite thing I've seen on the internet until somebody tagged me in a post yesterday about a wooden robot bar um, that I've seen in many, many yes. months. <laughs> oh, so thank you again for that. Um, uh. Yeah. Yeah. He had like yeah. his little toast in one hand so and a good. knife with butter in the other. <laughs> oh, it was very funny. Butter really bones. Really good. Really excellent work. But Frank was saying he used these decks to hit Mythic. So yeah. uh, they are the re real deal. Um, let's talk about the mono white one too, because this one also does interest me for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I tried this one out a little bit. It has my favorite new card from M21 and it's seasoned hollow blade, which reminds yeah. me a lot of my favorite little vampire that you could pay for life to give it indestructible. Um, Adanto Vanguard. Adanto Vanguard. This one, you have to discard a card, but it gets indestructible as well until end of turn. It taps as well. It's a three one. So super aggressive for two mana. And um, you're playing a bunch of other like little uh, white cards that get bu buffed up by Glorious Anthem, which is really cool, or get counters put on them by Venerated Loxodon. It also plays Heraldic Banner to give everything plus one, plus O. Oh. And then you've just got a bunch of smaller creatures like Venerable Knight, Raise the Alarm, Fairy Guide Mother, which is really cool, Loyal Pegasus. So this is like classic, straightforward beat down it also plays selfless savior which is a new puppy that you can sacrifice to give something indestructible oh. which is like single tier but also thanks pup good job <laughs> <laughs> wow maria's just going out there thanks pup good job i mean i don't know i don't know what else to say if it was a cat i think i'd have a little bit of a harder time with it thanks pup good job <laughs> but a cat would never sacrifice itself for a human so the flavor would be no, way off it would be, would not <laughs> I don't I don't think that you could ever reliably make like a cat with a sacrifice effect and no, have it be couldn't. realistic. I mean like there well think about cat oven combo. Like that cat I oh, mean uh, it's not being you're sacrificing it though. Like it yeah. doesn't sacrifice itself. itself. It's getting put in an oven. <laughs> Magic My cat's just... right here. She walked over when we started this conversation. Oh, she I knows. kid you not. She's sitting she on the... knows. You hear her? I don't yeah. hear her. Hi, Molly. <laughs> oh, there I heard her. Yep. <laughs> Magic's gotten dark, y'all, <laughs> recently. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's like some of the darkest. Like, you thought it was dark with Almond Cat, but then, you know, cat oven combo came around. Oh, yeah. Soup's dark. Whole new levels. Speaking of selfless savior, I want to talk about another one of my favorite decks that has um, been birthed, if you will, out of M21. <laughs> I, I won't. <laughs> I regret that. Uh, but yeah, this one I found from Mythic Michaela. She tweeted this out and she called it Paw Blade, which I think is the cutest little name oh. ever. Um, and yeah, this is an, another aggressive deck that's using Winota, Joiner of Forces, to cheat uh, creatures into play and is using Embercleave, which is the blade and paw because we're playing Alpine Houndmaster in this deck, oh. which can go get you some paparinos uh, to play, put into play, which is like, you might be like, who cares? Who wants an igneous cur or an Alpine watchdog 2-2 two, two for two with vigilance? But here's the thing. It is a weird like, thing that you would not usually see in standard. In standard. Right? But I've played yeah. this deck and playing a two mana two two and then drawing two, I mean, it's good. That's legit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right? like that's so quite you're, good. Yeah. You're just always drawing two. Um, it also plays seasoned Hallowblade, which I love. Legion War Boss, Ginger Brute, um, because of Winota to help with your Winota triggers, and four copies of Selfless Save Saver. Saver, selfless savior, too, um, and some bone crusher giants and Tajik. So, like, 
yeah, you definitely get people dead with this list. It's actually really fun to play. And the games don't go as quick as you might imagine with this deck. But mm -hmm. you can win sometimes kind of out of nowhere, thanks to Winota, late draws of Winota in, in the late game. Um, yeah. And it's got, a, it's got a lot of play. I, I had a lot of fun playing this deck. She made Mythic with it. So it's also a deck that is hashtag the real deal. <laughs> Yeah, someone played Ginger Brute the other day, and I was like, "What's, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ginger Brute. Like, what's um, what's happening to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's another deck that plays Ginger Brute that I want to tell you about. Yes, uh, Maria. Great. It's a great segue. Let's hear this, about it. This one is another one of my all-time favorites. I saw this deck. Uh, Bloody tweeted this out, and it's basically. Um, Eugene Ramp, but colorless Eugene <gasps> Ramp. How? Yeah. So you might have seen Eugene being ramped into by a bunch of yeah. green decks. Snooze alert. Um, the way we're doing it in this deck is we get to play Big fun cards. Yawn. We get to play Palladium Mirror, which, you know, is a little three mana two two that taps for double colorless. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, you get to play Palad Solemn Simulacrum. Yes. You're probably here for that. Yeah, um, I'm always here for for Solemn Simulacrum. You get to play Mystic Forge in this deck list, which is kind of like, what was the card in red that everybody played to draw extra cards late in the game? Uh, okay. Experimental Frenzy? Yeah, it's like a colorless experimental frenzy, basically. Um, oh. You're also playing both Eugenes, both Eugene the Ineffable and Eugene the Spirit Dragon. Oh. And those cards are just excellent whenever you draw them, basically. Uh, and you're also playing Steel Overseer to put uh, extra counters on all of your colorless creatures like Ginger Brute, Stone Coil Serpent, and Crystalline yeah. Giant, which is also pretty fun. Crystalline Giant. Wow, when yeah, I, Steel Overseer. I mean, good enough for modern, good enough for standard, question right? mark? And I mean, yeah. I played against a lot of people who are in green ramping to Eugene, and then they're just like, wait a second. <laughs> Not, not good enough because all my yeah. creatures are colorless, so don't try and wipe the board, buddy. Dang, um, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. that's legit very cool. It was it was a super fun deck. I don't know how competitive it actually is, but let me tell you, if you want a deck that's super fun to play, Eugene Robots is my vote. Eugene Robots. Eugene, um, Eugene and the Robots, robots. sounds for sure like, like a band from like the 70s or 80s. <laughs> Eugene and the Robots. Yeah, Eugene and the Robots. Or like a 50s band where the backups are all like little like classic 50s robots people. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, yeah. what do you mean by classic 50s robots? <laughs> I mean like, like your classic robot shape costume. Okay. Yeah. Be because people are all like robots are the new thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how I think about the 50s. For me, that's what the 50s were. <laughs> Robots okay. were the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about the 50s? Oh, robots were the new thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, all right, all that's right. Basically, what oh, Megan enough. has anything caught your eye in standard recently? Ooh. Um, so, like we were talking about, um, I do, I do like the. Um, so hot in here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. I do like the the Bant ramp. Like I just love anything that will ramp to Eugene. And I had not seen this colorless one. Yeah. Um, I had mostly seen ones that use Uro. Um oh, and sure. stuff like you know, all of the classic, not Cultivate. even Bant Ramp, but like Simic Ramp, even I think at this point. A lot of them are just going like straight Simic. They're like Teferi, get out of like, you know, old old three mana Teferi, get out of here. Uh we don't need you anymore. Um, hit the road, Megan. I can't even handle that you are you're advocating for these decks right now. I just, I'm... but you get to play Eugene. I love Eugene. Eugene tops Eugene all for is me. Great. Eugene is great. Eugene um, is so so great. Um, I mean, there is so this is from like a little bit back, but like I want to see, you know, um, some of the pros brought that like Orzov Yorian deck. Yeah. To uh, the players' tours a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. And, like, there's that or, like, Azorius Control. Like, I kind of – I do want to see those ones developed more. But I haven't seen anything 
in control that's like really grabbed my attention. You know, I I've definitely played against um, some Azorius control recently. And the thing that I noticed about it is like it's basically what you would expect. They're still running Yoran and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they're playing little Teferi and they're also playing Teferi Master of Time. Yeah. And I've seen more people playing Teferi Master of Time with which, you know, basically is just a looter. Um, yeah. And then they use the phase effect on it, which is essentially like playing little Teferi <laughs> yeah. in a way. Um because you can activate it on your opponent's turn and your turn. Uh, yeah. I think I don't know. that the, the thing that I have with this deck right now is that it's the same. I think for me, it's just because so many decks change, right? Like now we get to have the Eugene decks in standard and stuff like that. And this just feels to me like the old, like it's old standard. Yeah, it does. So as feel much as I love old. Azorius control all the time and all I want to do is phase other people's permanence out. <laughs> what do you um, think? What do you think about, like, Bant Flash? Would you play that? What does Bant Flash have in it right now? Tell me about it. So there's been a bunch of Flash decks running around, um, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. over the past few months. And this one has some, you know, classic cards, Brazen Bower and Frilled Mystic in it. And, of course, Night Pack Ambusher, I assume. Yep. Um, but this one that I'm looking at here also has four copies of Voracious Great Shark and Cunning Night Bonder, which is okay. a 2-2 with Flash that makes your uh, Flash spells cost one less and can't be countered. Do you know what? I'm into that. That's spicy. How about you, you play two copies of Sublime Epiphany in this list? What do you think about it now? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Sublime, I mean, Sublime Epiphany. Beautiful card. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I played it in a draft deck, my only seven yeah. O draft that I've had yet in M21. And it was a super aggressive deck, but I also just played Sublime Epiphany in it because I'm like, whatever. Like, because also, it's so good. It's so good. I only ran 15 lands, two PS. <laughs> and yeah. it was fine. And uh, Sublime Epiphany just won me the game on the spot every time I cast it. Yes. I was playing in a draft a couple of, like, I guess last week. And... There was a point at which I was like, I've I've stabilized against this deck, but I can just feel in my soul that they have Sublime Epiphany. <laughs> like I can just I feel it. And sure enough they did. And like there yeah. was no there was no getting around it. Like I just I just I just lost. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, like, like yeah. what can you do? It does everything. It does everything. Mm-hmm. It yes. It does. Yes. It, yes, does. it does. It does do everything. <laughs> Uh, uh, Gabriel Nassif, Hall of Famer, tweeted out this deck today that he was going to try on stream from the Asian Avenger. Super Friends. Esper. Ooh, well, not I do love Esper, me as Super like, Friends. It's like four color Super Friends here um, because you get to play Eugene. So there's one Eugene in here at the top and mm-hmm. the Spear Dragon. You're also playing Nicobolus Dragon God. Three of those. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I'm already into this. I think there's, this deck is perfect for you, Megan. This there's deck nothing seems I love sweet. more than some Grixis action. You get to play an Ashiok, three mm-hmm. copies of ECD, three copies of Narset of the Ancient Way, mm-hmm. two Teferi Master of Time, four copies of Narset, four copies of Little Teferi, Oath of Kaya, Kaya Orzov Usurper. You're running Yorian because it's already too many cards if you couldn't tell. And then every <laughs> removal spell in the entire you know playbook, Extinction yeah. Event, uh, Heartless Act, Eliminate, The Elder Spell, Thought Erasure. Yeah, this deck... I'm so suspicious of this mana base, and yet I want to play this deck so bad. <laughs> Can this be good? I don't know. I mean, like, obviously the, these... Like, obviously these cards are so powerful. Yeah. Okay, You're playing so- a bunch of powerful cards. The only question is, are you going to be able to cast them when you need to cast them? <laughs> uh, Nasif tweets, I am six and one on the, so far on the ladder with this deck. Yeah. I mean, look, I I will absolutely be trying this. Okay, that one looks really cool. Yes, like I think you know, I drafted. There's there's like a little bit of of M twenty stuff in here, but I've drafted so much that I think I probably just have all of you these. You probably just have it. Yeah, I did crack it to fairy master of time in a sealed. So like, let's do this. All right, I want I want to do this. I'll do it and I'll report back to you all. Okay, thank you for this experiment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nassif also tweeted out a, a very un-Nassif deck list, which he called Blue White Pigeons, <laughs> which was a bird's deck that I feel we got to talk about because it's pretty cute. Um, <laughs> it's basically exactly what you would think. 
running Empyrean Eagle, which is the 2-3 that pumps up all of your birds. Watcher of the Spheres, the new M21 card, which cheapens your bird spells by one and gets plus one, plus one every time you play a bird uh, or a bird enters the battlefield. Skycat Sovereign's in this deck list, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I love it. Make all your, you know, make big. Make some cats. Make make him big. I love make him flying cat. <laughs> Nassif's tweet that went with this says, everyone has a plan until the pigeons show up. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that particular saying, but no. like, okay. <laughs> Must be a French saying. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> translate. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's just tell everyone that it is a French okay. saying. Okay, great. Oh, you've heard that French saying, right? Everyone has a plan until the pigeons show up. <laughs> great. I, know, I want to know how to say it in French because that will just make it all the better. <laughs> um yeah, rally of wings in here to just get people plus two plus two to all your flyers. I mean, out of yes, nowhere. Like, yeah, when I've played against these flyers decks before, because there's been a couple of, you know, like I feel like there's always for the last little bit, um, maybe since rally of wings was added, been a flyers deck that people play. And rally of wings is just very good. Yeah, if you've got a lot of little sky cats out there, um, it's GG. two mana. It's two mana, and it gives every like all your team plus two plus whatever. The point is the plus two on the front because then you're dead. Yeah, Safara the Skyblade also one copy of that in this list to tap all of your flyers to you know pay basically yeah. nothing for this seven seven that makes all of your flyers indestructible. <laughs> yep. Um, Jeez. I tried this list out. It didn't work for me, but I, you know, kind of abandoned it fairly quickly, but I think it's a good list for somebody who might not have a lot of rares in their collection and they just yep. want something to try and ladder up with. Um, it's a straightforward deck to play and it looks pretty fun. And if Nasif is tweeting it out, Hey, he probably knows something, you know what I yeah. mean? Yep. The last deck I wanted to talk about is one that I faced in the standard metagame challenge, which I do love every time they put up on Arena because if you go undefeated in it, you get 50 packs. You can only take zero losses, but <laughs> it's really fun. Um, and I was playing Mono Green Stompy, which is kind of one of the decks of the moment, uh, one of the monocolor decks people have been talking about. Um, and I, I played against a Golgari Graveyard deck that was running Cheval Bane of Monsters, Glow Spore Shaman, of, of all things, uh, mm -hmm. to fill up the yard. Um, what was the Merfolk? The 2-1 Mire Triton with Death yeah. Touch that also mills you. And the reason you're milling yourself so much is because you're also playing Scavenging Ooze. Which yeah. He loved to eat him some graveyard bodies. Um, <laughs> and he eat him graveyard. <laughs> yeah. It was just a really cool brew, and I was unable to find a list of it. So if anybody knows of one, uh, you can send it our way. But it was a pretty cool uh, deck list that is comprised of basically what you'd expect in this kind of list. But it looked like a lot of fun, and Scavenging Ooze is a fun-slash-annoying card to play against. Um, <laughs> it's in the yep. mono green list, too. I mean, so. like it gets, it gets out of hand like really quickly if you don't watch out. Absolutely. And it gives you somewhere to dump your mana, too, if you have mm -hmm. nothing better to do at any point in the game. You just grow your ooze and gain some life and then smash face. Yeah, for sure. Um, scavenging ooze has been around in, you know, in standard before and is certainly a card that I remember fondly for gaining life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the ooze is back. The ooze is back. <laughs> the um, ooze is back. But yeah, Mono Green, another deck I will recommend as somebody, as a deck somebody, something that a lot of the pros are playing right now. Um, and it's a straightforward, smashy, smashy deck, which looks like a lot of fun. And yep. is, in fact, because I've been playing it the most. Um, I just, I saw on Twitter a little bit ago, like a Simic, a Simic mid-range deck that used yeah. um, the one in a green creature that um whenever you draw your second card each turn you make a you make a 2-2 two -two cat yes a lot of uh, the um kind of bant controlly lists are even playing this yes and it, this had like grow spiral obviously and like nissa um and uh hydroid crisis so like a bunch of ways you know to draw cards on your turn and make 2-2 two -two kitties yeah so i, I saw really i i enjoyed that one too I saw Reed Duke tweeting out that he was playing a version of this deck. Um, 
a little while ago, so I don't know if he was the first person to kind of champion this, but it is kind of weird to see a control deck play a two drop. <laughs> That's a creature, yeah. I will say. But if you can't deal with it, it will get out of hand making those two two kitty cats. Yeah, like if you're going to draw a lot of cards, why not make some cats? And if you're somebody who likes to play in best of one, I'm just going to throw up this deck list here for you. Because you know what? We're not forgetting about you. It's Boros Mentor, which mm -hmm. is a, a really fun deck, um, which once again is aggressively slanted, playing a lot of a small small creatures like Fervent Champion, like mm -hmm. Sunholm Stalwart and Boros Challenger and Legion Warboss. But I love the fact that you get to play, play Aurelia Exemplar of Justice in this you list. You love Aurelia. I do. It's you, just, <laughs> it's unbelievable how much I love Aurelia. <laughs> yeah, you are a big time Aurelia fan. I really also appreciate in this list the four copies of Fight as One. Um, yes. That card is just so good in aggro decks. Obviously, it is, it is incredible. Um, and if you need some reach or ways to kill other creatures, which I don't know why you're bothering with that, but you have giant killer. Um, I suppose it's more of a tapper and you have yeah. Bossery's lieutenant to put counters on stuff, too. So um, this looks like it's a really competitive, super fun best of one list if yeah. you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> So yeah, that's a look at some decks in standard here that are new with M21. If you've got something we didn't mention that you think is really cool or that's been doing well for you, we don't want to see any of the, you know, boring old, same old, same old. We want to see some new stuff. You can tweet at us at GLHF Magic and let us know what you've been winning with. Tell us what's new. All right, friends, it's time for some Flavor Text Theater movie pitches M21 style. That's right. So even though we don't have packs here, we love movie pitches too much. Uh, and we know that listeners out there uh, enjoy movie pitches too much to not do them despite our packlessness. So what we're going to do is we have Scryfall open and we're just going to give each other numbers between 1 and 259, <laughs> which is uh, the last, you know, like non-basic land card in the set. And, uh, you know, then we'll just have to scroll to that and make up that one. All right. So do you want to go first or second, Megan? Ooh, uh, I want to give you a number first. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Um... 175. Ooh, 175. Okay, I'm going to have to do some scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. 175. Not the most elegant way that we've done things, but you know, we're just, we're trying our best here, team. Okay. Ooh, 175 <laughs> is Canopy Stalker. Wait, should I not have said it? <laughs> no, you can't say it. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I messed up. I messed up. I'm sorry. Okay, new I number. New number. Two two. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, right. 74. Regular right. 74. Regular <laughs> regular 74. Which is what you called. say when numbers are less than 100 to designate that they're not any hundreds. Regular 74. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. My AC unit has been on and it's so warm in my apartment. <laughs> All right. So okay. this movie is about uh, somebody... <laughs> somebody from the 90s um and so it's set in the 90s okay, and okay. this person is like <laughs> a super fan of only or no how about it's set now but they love 90s bands okay, they're just like okay. obsessed with 90s music much like yep. you and me and because it's the best and um <laughs> they're trying to also solve a murder <laughs> Great. Great. So they are like an amateur armchair detective like who's like, this is a this is a cold case. It's been cold since the nineties or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're working on it. And uh they're also listening to their nineties music and they realize at some point listening to some lyrics of a specific nineties band that there were clues embedded in those lyrics to find the serial killer who had killed a lot of people in the nineties. And the like the person in this band was really trying to give a clue because they knew who it was. And so this armchair detective realizes that because of their obsessive love of nineties music and goes out and catches the killer who'd been on the run for decades in sublime epiphany. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Why the person from Sublime didn't just report it, we will never know. Say, why did the person in the band not just not just they do it themselves? For some reason, like, I don't know why. It's fine. 
<laughs> no one look at the plot hole. Great film. Don't look at the plot hole. Great okay, film. Uh, <laughs> Megan, your number is going to be 112. Ooh, 112. All right. I'm not uh, looking because I want to be a sec. I didn't look. I didn't look at that one. Okay. Um, I was just as, just as entertained by sublime <laughs> epiphany as the rest of us. <laughs> Normally we can see the card. Well, not always that the other person is pitching, but. Um, okay. So this is a person. Uh, this is the, the movie. It's kind of like, um. It's kind of like Dead Like Me, if you've ever seen that, which is the story of a girl who, after she dies, is recruited to be um, a Grim Reaper. And uh, this is this is someone who, like, is actually a Grim Reaper and is, like, tired of reading a whole bunch of fiction and watching a whole bunch of fiction that, like, misrepresents what they do <laughs> fundamentally is their job. And they're like, Great. I am so um, mad I'm so mad about this. Yeah. Uh, and so she, her name is Mal and um, she <laughs> is just like, I'm, I'm so tired of this. And so she starts an online like fanfic site where she just writes her own fanfic um, about what it's like to be a, a Grim Reaper. And she's acting like it's like fiction just written by somebody out in the world. Um, and people become huge fans of it, obviously, because they're like, what? This is wild. We didn't know how this we didn't know that this is, um, you know, what it what it was actually like or you know they're like this is such a great imagining of what it would maybe be like uh to be a grim reaper and then obviously we also uh watch her go about like her regular job until she butts heads um with other grim reapers who are just like hey you're out there telling the real story of what we do and you like can't be doing that <laughs> how many uh, reapers are there <laughs> there you know there's a bunch there's so many people in the world maria there have right. to be a bunch of them. And so they're just like, you need to stop this. And she's like, but telling people my real true story about what it's like being a Grim Reaper is like the only thing that's like keeping me sane um, in mal e scythe. <laughs> Her name is Mal and it's e And it's, inter you know, e like e we got there. That's got to be the biggest stretch we've ever had on movie pitches, and I am here for it. We've had some big stretches, but that one is that one's pretty big. <laughs> like, look, at the drop of a hat, I came up with Mal Efic, okay? <laughs> great, great. Uh, okay, um, your number is uh, 205. Ooh, 205. <laughs> All right, we're going into the 200s here. 205, 205, mm -hmm. staying alive. Where is it? <laughs> I don't want to go one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, this one is a reprint. Uh, <laughs> um, in this film, um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide how stupid to be. <laughs> All right, we're going to be very stupid. Uh, okay, so what happens is <laughs> that <laughs> there's a character, the main character really wants to be a theatrical like um, set designer. That's their mm -hmm. dream. They, their parents were, you know, architects and she's just like, no, you know what? I, I don't want to build actual buildings. I want to build fake buildings. Um, the, the thing you don't realize about her um, right now, but I'm going to tell you is that she is a letter of the alphabet. <laughs> like so, she... She isn't Herself. a person. She's a letter of the alphabet. Yes. Um, and these are sentient okay. letters of the alphabet, much like you might see on Sesame Street or something. And they're going <laughs> okay. about their daily lives. Okay. And um, she's a letter S and there's like letter A and they're like really cool. And uh, letter B because at the start of the alphabet, she's all the way at the back until she's like, oh, well, I ever realized my dream of mm -hmm. being a set designer because I'm a letter S, you know, and I'm way back here and we're kind of looked down upon. But she goes through a rigorous training program where she is just like, you know, montage. The, this is the most epic movie montage you've ever seen. It takes uh -huh. about an hour. <laughs> where she wow goes through so many different trainings, so many different inspirational songs, "Eye of the Tiger," etc. Until a montage she, that lasts an hour. <laughs> yeah, which can it really be called a montage at this point? I suppose it can because we're spanning a lot of years here, uh -huh. where she learns everything she needs to know about becoming the best set designer that's ever existed, and people cannot ignore her, even though she is a letter S. Uh -huh. In the movie set, S in training. 
And now that's the biggest stretch. <laughs> I'm really sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry I did that to you, but I didn't Set know what else to say. in training. <laughs> uh, Megan, your number mm-hmm. is going to be... Lucky 13. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Let's see here. Lucky 13, a baker's dozen of movie Um, pages. Okay, so um, this is the story of, um, it starts, it's a movie, and it starts way, 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 way back in, um, in, like, medieval England. Um, and we see that there are, um, it's like all of these, you know, uh, it's like all of the people, you know, like all of the like religious people, all the monks and stuff and all of the nobles and all the peasants have all banded together to try and fight. Like it opens on this giant battle, um, between them and what looks like some, like basically like a giant flaming beast from the underworld. Right. It's like this huge, enormous monster. And they're all they're all in this this huge fight, um, and you can tell at some point that they're just not going to win, um, and they're like, oh, drat, drat. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, um, and the and the, one of the the monks is like, do you know what? Like, we can, um, you know, they're actually like in this case, not monks. They're like an old religious but also magical order. Um, and they're like, we can, we can use magic to contain this thing. And so they like contain it, um, in like a very old giant stone, you know, like one of their buildings. Um, and there's one person there who's set to watch over it. Um, and the reason why they were kind of reluctant to contain it in there is because one person basically has like an eternal sentence of having to be in the building with this monster and like keep watch and like keep the magic, you know, like going, um, And this is the story of, like, we fast forward, right, of this person just, like, sitting down for their, you know, thousand-year wait, you know, with this monster. Um, And then one day, like, they notice, like, the monster's um, flame has been growing dimmer and dimmer. And then one day, it just snuffs out. And the person is like, oh, I can... I can leave like I'm I'm free to go. And so they walk out into this is like a real kid in King Arthur's court, but flipped. They walk out into like 2020. We'll not say 2020. (laughs) They walk out into like, you know, 2000s England. Yeah. um, And they like there's like a town that's grown up nearby. And so they like, you know, (gasps) they go and like do all of the experiences of like learning about what the world looks like now and they fall in love. But then uh, we realize that the monster that they were watching over it like sparks back and they have to make a choice between being able to live their life and having to go back into seclusion and watch over it all by themselves uh, (gasps) in containment priest. Oh, that's great. (laughs) I would watch that for sure. That's, that's like a better King and can King, kid in King Arthur's court, honestly. Yeah, right? <laughs> I feel like at the end, like, the whoever they fell in love with agrees to go and keep watch with them for eternity. Yeah, yeah, that's um, cool. I like probably that movie how it a lot. Ends. A plus. Yeah. Um, Maria, your yes. number is uh, 94. Ooh, 94, the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding everybody that is not true uh oh i got another reprint okay uh this is ooh. okay this is a very dark film um somebody's trying to get an oscar here but it's too creepy to actually be like they don't like horror movies so they're gonna be like no um anyway (laughs) Um, So what's happening is that this is the life of a very old lady and she's like kind of weird and creepy and lives in a weird creepy house on the hill, but it's like a weird mansion and nobody ever sees her. She never comes out of it. She just sits up there and all the kids are like, they dare each other to go up in that, into that weird mansion and like talk to her and stuff. And nobody knows where she got her money or any of that until one, you know, one of the weird children is like, well, I'm going to go up there and see who it is. Uh, Maybe there's even selling Girl Scout cookies (laughs) and they go in (laughs) 
And uh, they meet her. And uh, the old lady at first is very mean and doesn't want to be friends with them. But the uh -huh. kid eventually warms their heart. And uh, they get to be very close. Um, until the kid starts finding some like weird stuff in this old lady's house. Like there's a picture of her like hanging out with Jack Kennedy. There's like a picture of her like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stuff here. Hold on. Like uh, her and just like famous like world leaders and military officials and stuff. And it's just kind of like, whoa. And when the kid asks her about them, she doesn't like want to talk about it until the kid realizes that she has been a very famous like assassin like government assassin like working behind the scenes for many years um and the way she kills people is like the kid learns too much and the old lady tries to kill the kid but the kid has already figured it out because she serves them like a beautiful salad but it's poison <laughs> in death bloom salad <laughs> It's like a it's like the cigarette smoking man episode of the X Files, basically, but a whole movie and also worse. <laughs> Her poisonous salad. I was so I was like, oh, I'm really into this. this is like really cool until we got to this. <laughs> like what a what is the least menacing way you could possibly kill someone? A salad. Like you're a just like salad. here's a salad. <laughs> It's just her way, though, you know? She's like, it's my grandmother's Sh dressing recipe. Sure. Here you go. I guess. <laughs> All right, Megan, your number yeah. is 246. Ooh, 246. <laughs> yeah, I was also into that movie until the end, and then I'm like, well, we've got to make it work. But it sounds like kind of a cool, it could be kind of a cool idea. There's yeah. There's something in there. There's something okay, in there. let's see here. Uh, uh... Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so this is, um, this is, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> Ooh, I gave her a tough one and I didn't even know it. I know. I mean, to um, be fair, statistics training was very difficult, but I did, you know, put that on myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So this is, um, the, this is the story of a house. And um, so this uh, once again starts like way, you know, kind of back in the past of this house. And we'll say that this one is um, this one is in the U.S. And so it kind of starts out like a little bit like Scarlet Letter or like House of Seven Gablesy, um, kind of like that era. And um, we you know, we see this family that is there and uh, they are all they are all kind of. Um, telling each other like myths and legends of um you know of of their family they're all kind of essentially sharing like family family ghost stories and um they don't really seem to have like we see people walking by outside and they always like kind of whisper and point um to that place and they're they're very suspicious of it but nobody wants to go near the house but inside it just looks like a normal family and then we see um again like the next day one of the one of the kids goes out um and uh they they like are playing with some like another neighborhood kid and they invite them in and the kid like despite what all of his parents have said and have, uh, that sort of thing like goes in um and at some point he like asks um where the bathroom is and she like points him down a, a hallway and he like walks down the hallway and disappears and we never see him again um and every like no one in the town ever talks about it again. And we see this happen again, like throughout time, like we see it over the span of like, again, like a hundred years in this case, or like a hundred, 200 years um, where no one in that who lives inside the house appears to be changing their age at all. Um, but everyone does just kind of seem to kind of in the tuck everlasting way seem to be getting just like tireder and more ragged. Um, and every time that they make like a personal connection or something, um, they, the person who visits with them or is their friend eventually just disappears after walking down this corridor. And so everyone, like one by one, the family members start to also disappear um, by walking down the corridor. And uh, finally, it's just like the youngest girl 
who's lived there the whole time, who again at this point is like 200 years old, but she still looks like the youngest. Um, and she has never known what's down the corridor, even though everyone else in her family tells each other and they have to like send people down the corridor. Um, and she finally goes down it and it turns out that like their, their house um, and this corridor is like the passage to the underworld. So they've been essentially like escorting people um, into death. Uh, because oh. they they had to, or you know, they were supposed to. It wasn't like their choice, but it was kind of like it's this person's time to die. Um, they have to go down the corridor. So that's why, like, people would become their friends, and they wouldn't know why. They were just like drawn to being their friend because it was about cool. to be their time to die, and they had to get sent down the corridor in fabled passage. <laughs> Ooh, I like it too. Like Grim Reapery stories yeah. from Megan. This another week. another very like kind of. Like, this is one of the ones that I imagine being, like, it's, like, kind of creepy, but also kind of, like, bittersweet in a weird way yeah. at yeah. the end, you know? Totally. I'm into this idea. I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Call us, Paramount. Call, give us, give us, a, give us, give us a ring. Just kidding. I'm um, like, E21. What am I saying? Paramount? <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> call us, Netflix. <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Hopefully you walk away with a cool new standard deck to try out or a new movie to watch (laughs) on whatever service you watch. Yeah. In this case, maybe some spooky ones. We had a lot of spooky options. We really did have some spooky movies, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's because uh, we talked about the Halloween having a full moon this year. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that last week or the week before. Time means nothing. I don't know when we talked about it. It's an illusion. Uh, Don't even get me started. (laughs) Oh, boy. When is it? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. But, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us again. We love being here for you every single week. Mm-hmm. If you want to be here for us, uh, please become a patron over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It means so much to us. Um, we just started posting reviews again over on our board game channel. That's youtube.com slash GLHF board games. If you want to check mm-hmm. that out, if you're a board gamer or have become one uh, during the pandemic, in fact, lots yeah. of good reviews there. They're yeah. evergreen. They're good forever. Um, and yeah, Card Kingdom, big thanks to them as well. If you order anything, make sure to use our affiliate link. That's cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. And, you know, keep sending us your cool brews and your favorite fantasy pets, you know? Yeah, we want to we wanna hear them. <laughs> Even if it's just a raccoon. <laughs> you, yeah, you know what? Truth. It's just, it just is what it, you know, it's just what it would be. Sometimes it's just a raccoon, you know? Sometimes it's, <laughs> that, and that's the slogan for 2020. You know, say that in French. That probably would also be a nice French saying. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> just a raccoon.